I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, fellow football fan. Welcome to the Home of Football, a podcast powered by 433. The fact that professional football players make a lot of money is no secret. However, despite often earning a highly lucrative salary, players still have the responsibility to ensure that they have enough money set aside for their retirement. And sometimes that can prove to be quite challenging. Every time I see a young professional football player splash out on a brand new car or a yacht, I think to myself, man, I just hope he knows what he's doing. Over the years, there have been a number of players who've made a fortune playing football before going on to lose it all just a few years into their retirement. A few high profile examples of that are Johan Cruyff, Diego Maradona and Ronaldinho. However, over the last couple of years, I've noticed more and more football players turning into investors or entrepreneurs, not just after, but also during their football careers. This was frowned upon not so long ago. Critics would say football players should only focus on their development as a player, that they would become distracted if they spent too much time on ventures away from football. But times have changed. Many football players out there now realize that they should diversify and invest their income in different ways. Though it isn't easy to achieve. The goal is rather simple, accumulate enough wealth so that they are financially comfortable long after their playing careers have come to an end. So how does this work? How do you become an investor and entrepreneur when you are still active as a professional football player? To answer that question, I met up with Axel Witzel, the 33-year-old Belgian midfielder who has played at the highest level for the best part of 16 years. Axel Witzel invests a lot of the money he earned at the clubs he's played, including Benfica, Zenit St. Petersburg and Borussia Dortmund. 
His main focus has always been real estate, although he's also been active or is still active in business ventures in aviation for example, fashion and the wine industry. We met Axel Witzel in Dortmund to talk about his investments outside football. Alright, we're in Dortmund in a sports bar, actually owned by Kevin Grosskreutz, the former German international. And we're here for a special collaboration between uh, 11 Sports, the Belgian Pro League and 433. And sitting right across from me at this table is Axel Witzel. Axel, how are you feeling today? Yeah, good. And you? All good, man. All good. So... Actually, it's a great segue that we're in a bar owned by a professional football player or a former professional football player, because I saw that you are a very entrepreneurial football player. You are involved in a lot of businesses outside football as well. I want to talk to you about that a little bit. Is that okay with you? Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. Okay. Because I think it's important, um, you know, with the the money we earn, uh, we have to do something good uh, with it and smart. Um, and, uh, And I would say... It's important to start straight away when you start your career, when you are young, uh, and not waiting uh, in the end or, or after it, because then it's it's uh, it's too late. Yeah, exactly. Because I think a little over a decade ago, most football players started to think about, okay, what should I do with my money after their football career? But now more and more you see football players starting to invest to more invest. when they're younger. So. I want to talk with you about that, but all the way, you know, before you started to even make a little bit of money as a football yeah, player yeah. in the beginning, you know, when I was young, a teenager, my first job, I think I was a dishwasher or something, right? Yeah. Delivered newspapers. Did you ever have a job like that before you made money as a pro? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no, I was lucky. Uh, I didn't have any, any job before I was in the school. Yeah. Uh, so, because I signed when I was uh, 16 and a half, um, yeah. Uh, so I didn't have time before, uh, you know, uh, to have a, to have a job. So yeah, okay. I, I was a lucky guy. Yeah. Yeah. How would you describe your family when you grew up? Um, well educated, um, you know, my, my parents insist, uh, to finish the school and to get my diploma. It was really important, uh, for me also, but you know, uh, my dad always said to me, uh, even the day you will sign professional, even if it's 16 or 17, you will finish the school. <laughs> this is important because in football, you never know. And uh, it's what I did. Um, and uh, I think they were, they were right. Even if you are any player, I mean, uh, 16, you are professional, you should finish uh, the, the school. It's what, were, important. what were you good at in school? Well, uh, I was a, a good student, uh, maybe not the best one, but mm-hmm. uh, I study, um, how you say, uh, accounting, Yeah. Uh, to be an accountant. You oh, know? really? Accounting, yeah. 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 So, so um, uh, I finished when I was 18. Ah. Uh, then to become really an accountant, I had to make three more years. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, from 18, I didn't have any more times to... Uh, to go in the, in the higher school, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so s- when I had my diploma at 18 years old, I just uh, stopped. And then it was football, of course. Then it was just about football, yeah. But that's interesting. So you know, you knew already a little bit about, you know, books and business yeah. before you uh, started to do business. What was the first piece of business you did outside football, your first investment? Uh my first investment, if I remember, was uh, I bought one apartment, uh, and my dad was pissed on me. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, because I did everything alone. 
so from the back <laughs> of my parents, uh, I was still I was still uh, living in the house of my parents, but I wanted to be independent, uh, to live by myself, uh, and I wanted to buy uh, one apartment. Uh, so my dad was like, no, 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 you stay, you can stay at home, you have time, relax, and uh, you're not ready. And I was like, no, I want, I want, but then I had to do it uh, in the way I did. Uh, so I came back home. I just said to my parents, look, this is the paper, everything from the bank and everything. I said, look, I sign it in two, three weeks, I move. So <laughs> you didn't speak to me for like, uh, I don't know, three months <laughs> or something, you know? Uh, normally he come to see me uh, in every game you know in the stadium for two three months no, no <laughs> games you know so he was really pissed and uh, <laughs> that's funny and well it's I think it was a smart move for me because uh, when you are young and the first thing you think is to buy an apartment uh, I think it's the right uh, the right call alright so quite impressively Axel bought his first apartment when he was just a teenager this isn't a very common theme among young footballers. Ben Ivar Kolster, who is a financial expert working for the Football Players Union in the Netherlands, has the task of guiding football players with financial advice during their careers. So I called Ben Ivar to get a better understanding of what the biggest financial challenges are for football players. What I do is uh, when a young player um, asks for financial advice, I sit down with him, with the parents with the agents try to draw the bigger long-term picture points at the fact that an 18 year old is not busy with it long term and that's 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 logical that's why he needs to be pointed at it that his income on the long term will decrease instead of rise which is the case for a regular employee so it would be very necessary actually to set aside part of his income so what we do actually is just discuss okay what what income do you really need now you know, to have, a, to have a good life. So what don't you need? And then the rest, in principle, you can invest it for the long term. And you have the long term to invest. So then we talk about uh, what kind of risk would you accept? What would your objective be for the long term? And then, well, try to, to, to formulate some, some asset allocation. Which part would you like to invest in, in, in shares, for example, in bonds, in real estate, what have you. Just stick to your plan for the long term. And that makes you um, less vulnerable for all people that come by uh, with, you know, with all kind of shady investment projects um, where people tend to lose, lose money. And what we see in practice is that a lot of... Um, Players just are not aware of the long term, which is not surprising, of course. Um, and if nobody tells you that there is a longer term and that things can change in the future um, and that you have to do something sensible with your money, um, um, then there could be a problem. Yes. So what are, for example, some of the biggest financial problems football players can run into after their playing careers have ended? A typical example, of course, is, is, is not being awake that your, your career has ended in the meantime and that you should change um, maybe your, your spending to your income. Um, and as you know, the income is, um, well, falls away. Sometimes you see players that just, yeah, they just keep on spending. What always surprises them is, is the level of the salary they can earn in other jobs. 
um, <laughs> they always have a, a too optimistic picture about that. So when you ask people, what do you think a salary may be in, uh, well, when you're a plumber or, or even when you're an assistant coach, they always say about twice the actual amount that they can earn. Um, so that's, that's, I mean, that misunderstanding, of course, is the beginning of, uh, of, of a huge problem, because if you think that your, your, um, your income will stay, well, will be higher than it actually will be, then you keep on spending. So that's, that's one misconception the, 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 the level of, uh, of salaries in other, in other jobs. And I think one, uh, mistake commonly made is actually that. And, and, and even more so in, in these times, I don't know why, but is the idea that, um, that, that people shout out nowadays is that you, um, that is very, very easy and very doable to get rich quick. Um, and uh, if only you invest in this, this way or, or follow that course. Um, and I just don't believe in that. I think investing should be sound, a sound, based on a sound long-term plan in which there's no emotion and i think the whole idea of getting rich quick is 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 untrue and it's unnecessary because these players have the long term and i say use the long term um and, and try to uh, generate a fair return um and the second thing is that if you um if your starting point is to um to, to, to do that and to, to earn money from your assets only. And, and then it should, you should have a lot of, lot of money. Um, and maybe, um, that will be the reason why you're not investing yourself anymore, uh, why you do not follow this course and not educate, um, educate yourself or, or have yourself educated. And this is a pity. And I think, I think education is the key to, um, to the rest of your life. And, um, and you should really, really do that. And at the end of the day, uh, investment in yourself is, is the best financial investment you can get. So you should educate yourself. You should prepare yourself for, um, for a new job or for, you know, for setting up a company, if you will. Um, but if you don't do that um, and just wait and, um, and expect too much from your assets, um, then uh, that might also be a problem. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Back to Axel Witzel, who bought his first apartment when he was 18 years old. He made a series of investments in apartments and is currently the owner of a number of apartment buildings in Liège, his hometown in Belgium. The football player is now a legitimate real estate investor. Real estate is something I really like. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's why I started uh, you know, to invest when I was 18 and I, I kept going until, uh, until today um, because it's a business I like and I think um, there is a good value in this. You cannot of course, you can lose money uh, in every kind of business, but the risk of, of real estate, it's, it's really small. Mm. So uh, that's why I like, because I, I'm not like a, a, ca- a casino man, you know, yeah. like uh, playing poker. Fast I don't cash, like, yeah, yeah, you know. Long term. So I prefer on, on long term, yeah. win something, not maybe big, but, you know, and to be, to be safe. Yeah. It's generational then as well, right? Yeah. Because your family can profit off it exactly. even after. Even uh, after, then, yeah. then it's going to be for your children. and Exactly. If they are smart and they keep what you're doing, then it's going to be for the next generation and the next generation. Exactly. And so on. So apart from the real estate, you also did some other things. I read that you also, I think the business, you're not in it anymore. But with your friend Nasser Chudley, you did something in fashion, is that right? Yeah, I tried uh, some clothes. Uh, so my, I wanted to make my brand. Yeah. Uh, we tried, I did some some caps, t-shirts, pullovers, <laughs> uh, a lot of things. Uh, it was when I started when I was in China. Uh, but then um, it's something I like, but... I didn't have the time to really focus on on the on the fashion, you know. Yeah. And I think if you want really to succeed in that that yeah. business, you need to be hundred percent every day on this. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I I, uh, I stop it. Um, maybe I can you know try it again after my career or something when I will have really more times. Um, mm. But I decided to. Uh, to, yeah. to do something else it's part of being a businessman I yeah of course of course you you, sometimes you you know you make business and you, you win and sometimes well, you try didn't go like you wanted and yeah. so, uh, so I stopped it so also when you start to do business yeah. it's important you have good business partners or financial advisors right yeah so how do you decide then because when you're a professional football player a lot of people know that you make good money uh, and I imagine there are a lot of people approaching you for business opportunities, so to speak. Yeah, How do you decide? That, that's why I, I don't do everything. Uh, if you speak about uh, real estate, uh, whatever, apartments or uh, one building or whatever, uh, I don't do everything by myself. So I have someone uh, who is working with me. Yeah. Uh, so the people who, are, who wants to make business with me, then they have to contact him. Like that, me, okay. I'm just focused on... What I have to, to do the best, it's playing football. Uh, because then if you also think too much, uh, you know, you have football on the side, then you have real estate, then you have uh, wine or whatever, yeah. uh, then it's, it's too much or so, you know. Yeah. So that's why you need to have somebody who can, uh, 
uh, I want to say control, but just manage, be, you know, manage before you, and then if it's something uh, nice, then you just tell me, and then we see if uh, if mm -hmm. I do the business or not. So you were also in aviation for a little bit. I was, yes. And I think that was really interesting. You also said then that you wanted to fly planes someday yourself. Yeah, like to, to be a, to be a pilot. Yeah. Yeah. Is that still an ambition of yours? Uh, not anymore. <laughs> okay. No, not anymore. Uh, you were in it's, the business. It's a special world. Huh? Uh, yeah. Uh, the plan we had was good, but um, uh, we didn't succeed on this one, um, and I choose another passion of mine instead of uh, aviation uh, the wine mm. um, so I got the, um, a wine in Bourgogne mm. uh, Parcellaire 28 this is the this is the name so we do like 1800 bottles a year mm. and soon normally in few weeks or one month I will have two more wines okay yeah so in total I will have three What's that process like? How, how do you become a wine expert? Uh, well, first, I'm not really an expert <laughs> expert. Uh, of course, I learn every day and every year, you know, because when you go in uh, the business of uh, the wine business, um, first, it's a difficult world to come in. Yeah. You need to, uh, to know people who knows people, if you know what I mean. Uh, so one of my friends is in the, this world of wine for 30, more than 30 years. And uh, that's how I could be uh, in, contact, in touch with someone in Bourgogne. Mm. And we decided to make a collaboration. Uh, and that's why we did the, the Parcellaire 28. Then it was just about a test. We did 500 bottles. Then one was really good. After one month, all the bottle was gone. And uh, then we keep going and we say, okay, let's do a little bit more. So we do, uh, when the yeast is good, because it's always depend yeah. on the weather also, uh, we do 1,800 now. Um, cool. And then because it's a, a passion, second passion of mine also, uh, I decided uh, to make two more wines. Okay. Yeah, but in yeah. the same region. So during your football career, right? Um, you first, of course, started in Belgium, yeah. then uh, Portugal, and you are still a highly rated prospect then. And most of the times when you're a highly rated prospect in Portugal, you move to Spain, England. Yeah. Of course, you made the decision first, Russia, and then China when you could go to yeah. top clubs, which are not necessarily the most pre prestigious leagues, but business-wise, those are good decisions, right? So, of course, football has become more of a business over the past decades. Yeah. So when did you start to see football as a, as a business opportunity, perhaps more than maybe a romantic thing? I would say 20, 24 years old. So when I move, I, I move at 23 to um, to Russia, mm. um, and then I really started to um, to invest uh, the money, mm. my my money uh, uh, smartly, you know. Um, and I think it's yeah, 20, 24 years old. Yeah. I really think like not that football is a business, uh, but you can do both in the same time, mm. you know. I mean, before, you know, when you start 16, 17, you just, you know, play and uh, enjoy. You don't think too much about that model behind football, yeah. uh, like business, uh, what you can do with the money you earn. Yeah. Uh, even if at 18 years old, I, I bought my first apartment. Yeah. 
But that's interesting because um, the owner of four, one of the owners of 433 is Demi De Zeeuw, also a yeah. former professional football player. And he also started his businesses when he was in Russia. I think, I don't know, you make uh, good money. You nah, because, yeah, of course, uh, to be, yeah, we don't need to hide anything. I mean, when we moved there, we had better money, uh, of course, than before, because when you move to one club to another, uh, of course, you have a better contract. Yeah. Um, and when you have a better contract, then you have more possibility to, uh, to, uh, to invest your money. And what are aspects from your life as a professional football player that you can apply in your life as an entrepreneur? Uh, I would say I'm quite the same guy. I mean, on the pitch, I try to be like my nickname, Shalop, relax and, and <laughs> cool, uh, not to become nervous. And then in the business, is, is, is the same. Mm. Uh, of course, we, uh, we want every business we do uh, to, to succeed, but... I mean, sometimes you have so many opportunity, but you cannot jump straight away on, on, on everyone. You need to, to be smart and cool and calm. Uh, so I think this is a little bit similar than you know, off the pitch and on the pitch. And what do you think are the biggest differences between the business of the world of football, for example, which can be, of course, emotional as well, and real estate business, for example? Uh... I would say ah, football, it's you. I mean, you can control. You can control it. It's depend of how you play first, you as an individual, but also from your teammate. Um, but, I mean, real estate, it can depend on, on, on everything. I don't know. Uh, uh, president in America fighting with another one, or, you know, it's, it's depend of of a lot of uh, mm. things uh, or like war we have now, you know. So, um, I mean, we can more control what we do on the pitch that really in the in the real estate business then it depends also uh, where you invested, which city, uh, which country. Mm. Um, yeah. Because there is, of course, country or city where it's more expensive, but you can be more sure that in, I don't know, five or ten years, it depends on how many years you, you keep it, uh, you can have bigger bonus, you know, on, uh, yeah, yeah. on the real estate. So it depends also of, of, uh, of the city. In which countries have you invested in real estate so far? Um, Belgium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had in Portugal, but it, uh, it's finished. Uh, it was when I was playing there. Mm-hmm. Uh, France. Um, and I think for now that's, that's fine okay. that's it <laughs> you I, also, I will see more in the future yeah but you also invested in Standard Liège right you supported them uh, yeah in the stadium they, yeah in the stadium how did that come about and was that more like an emotional or like um, a passionate decision or also a business wise decision uh, I would say more emotional that really uh, uh, a business because when they they talk uh, about that to me I know it was difficult for the club you know so I wanted just first to uh, you know to help so that's why we we, uh, we build uh, uh, the company uh, to buy the stadium um, so it was more about emotion that 
really making business because it's you know Standard de Liège is, is my club, my family, it's my home. So that's why I wanted uh, I wanted to help them. Yeah, and what was the response when you did that? You know, is there from the fans of the of the club? I think everybody were were happy because. Uh, You don't expect also, you know, from one player to help, uh, even if we had an amazing moment and uh, we're champions and we won everything. Uh, I think they, they were quite uh, quite happy, but I was not the only one. Uh, uh, Nasser Shadli did the same, uh, Marwan Fellaini also. Um, so it was, uh, was good, but now they, they changed the owner, so we will see uh, what's going to happen. Talking about owners of clubs, would you somewhere in the future want to own a club someday or be a director at a club? Director, yes. Own the club? I don't think so, no. Uh, first, you you really have to have, uh, excuse me, but big balls to own the club. <laughs> I mean, a lot, a lot of money. And we, we win really good money but to have to own a club uh, then it depends which one if you tell me yeah in the fifth league of course I, we, we can do it but in first division it's really hard but it's not in my plan but I mean if uh, I don't know in the future someone call me and say oh you can be the owner but you don't put any money I mean <laughs> <laughs> Is there um, a, a line of business? Uh, we talked a little bit about the wine, uh, real estate. Is there a line of business you haven't invested in yet that you want to invest in in the future? Some some dream project you may have. I really want to uh, to grow my uh, business, uh, my wine business. Uh, it's something I really want. Uh, but other things, uh, real estate, I keep going. Uh, And I will keep going even after my after my career because it's really something I like, and it's something normally safe. Um, and then we will see the opportunity I'm, I'm gonna get, uh, you know, in the the next months or next years. Uh. Yeah. All right, Axel. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Next time, let's drink some of your wine. Okay, of course, no problem. All right. Thank you very much for your time. Well, thank you. You're welcome. I really enjoyed this conversation with Axel Witzel. It provided us with some real insights into how a professional football player can invest his money, allowing him to secure his future and make sure he is set for life after hanging up his football boots. Are you interested in advertising on our podcast? Then mail us at podcast at buy433.com. Follow this podcast in your podcast app to never miss an episode. And if you want to show your support, please share our podcast or give our podcast a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. That actually really helps us. All right. My name is Sam van Raten. Thank you for listening and see you at the next story in the home of football. Hi, guys. Thank you. I just filmed the podcast with 433. I'm Mario Götze. My name is Clarence Seedorf. Hi, I'm Sunil Chetri. I just finished my podcast with 433. Hello, 433 fans. This is Gibral Cisse. Yo, what's going on, people? It's your boy, Eddie Barak Infirma, a.k.a. Mr. Beast Mode. And I just finished the podcast with 433. Hi, 433 fans. It's Don Robbie in the building, right? And we are here for a great podcast. I want you to check it out. Hi, 433. I am Fabrizio Romano. Check out my story on the podcast. It was a great pleasure. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.